When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show. Welcome to a special breaking news edition of the Athletic Football Show. I'm Lindsay Jones, a senior writer for the NFL, and I am joined today by our New Orleans Saints beat writer, Catherine Terrell, um, to cover the breaking news that Sean Payton has stepped down as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Catherine, how are you? Uh, well, I just got back from a 90-minute press conference in the Saints indoor facility, and my hands are numb from sitting in the cold for that long. So that tells you what kind of weird day it's been. Uh, it's been it's been a crazy day, but um, you know, never a dull moment in the off season, right? Absolutely. So let's just get right into the news. I mean, there have been kind of uh, rumors, some tweets going around over the last few days that Sean Sean Payton was going to be kind of mulling his future and was not committed to returning to the Saints in 2022. Um, so take us through the last couple of days, and then ultimately, why did Sean Payton decide that this was the time to leave? Well, Sean's been having these thoughts for a while. He said he started as early as training camp, but he was kind of joking that everyone feels that way every training camp since training camp is such a grind. So he didn't really think much of it, and he didn't tell anybody. He said the thoughts just kept persisting through the season, and then once the Saints got all all the way down to that last game against Atlanta, he didn't know for sure that it was the end. He said he wasn't walking around, you know, saving programs and things like that, but you know, he did kind of stand there in the locker room and think, well, if it is the end, you know, beating Atlanta again is a nice way to go out. So he said basically what he did was he had, he kind of made his decision and then took a week to confirm the decision is what he said. He had meetings with Dennis Lausha, the Saints president, uh, Saints general manager, Mickey Loomis, and then Saints owner, Gail Benson. He said one by one, they all tried to talk him out of it, but, you know, ultimately his decision was made. Now he's not ruling out returning to coaching, but I think for now, he just kind of needs to do something different. Were you surprised ultimately by this decision? I was. I mean, I know that I knew that what his thoughts were very real. I I don't think it felt like the other times. I mean, there have been years where they've said, you know, Sean Payton is leaving and I I practically kind of just blew it off. I just didn't think it was going to happen. But this time, yes, ultimately I was surprised because coaches don't walk away from coaching. They just don't. They think about it, but they don't do it until somebody makes them walk away. So that's my long rambling answer to a short question that you had. Well, you sat through all 92 minutes, I believe, of his press conference, his kind of farewell address. Uh, We, the rest of us, kind of watched it at home on and off on NFL Network as they cut in and out. What were your biggest takeaways from what Sean Payton had to say as he was saying goodbye? Well, I think that despite for the amount of time he talked, we still are left with some questions. He said he he's not burnt out. Uh, the season wasn't exhausting. Said it was exciting. You know, Payton thrives on uh, he loves a, a good crisis to unite his team. So them having to evacuate to Texas for a month was not something that exhausted him. He said it excited him. 
Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I find it interesting that he's not done with coaching. He, he raised the possibility that he might still do it. He's not tired, but he just feels that it's time to go. And I think, you know, as a reporter, you keep thinking, what could you have asked him to kind of dive deeper into why he's doing this? And I think ultimately he would have repeated the same thing. He just feels it's time. And I do often think that many coaches, once they pass the 10-year mark, the 15-year mark, you start to feel that. I mean, you see with Andy Reid um, when he initially uh, left Philly and how successful he's been now that he's kind of, I guess, gotten recharged and, and things like that. There's a reason coaches don't coach for decades. So a lot of questions still, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see where his path goes in the next year or two years. Before we start looking towards what's next, let's look back just a little bit. You know, you're a Louisiana native. You've been covering the Saints for a really long time, a couple different stints down there. What ultimately is going to be Sean Payton's legacy as the Saints coach? And what does he mean to the city of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana? Well, I think he'll be remembered as innovative. He'll be remembered as a brilliant offensive mind. You know, it kind of sounds like I'm talking about someone that's no longer with us, but we <laughs> tend to do that when coaches move on or, or retire. We talk about him in, in past terms. But, you know, ultimately, he's going to be remembered for two things. He's going to be forever linked with Drew Brees. I mean, those two will go hand in hand for the rest of their lives and what a great tandem they were and, you know, what – brilliant things they came up with together on offense, but also he's going to be remembered as the man who turned the new Orleans saints fortunes around before he came, you know, 2005 hurricane Katrina had hit uh, season tickets weren't selling. The saints were considered a laughing stock and, you know, he came, he changed everything right from the get go 2006. They got all the way to the NFC championship game. And now people don't look at the Saints that way. They don't. I mean, it's totally changed how the world views them. I loved this quote he had uh, talking about that first season. He said, you know, I respect the coaches and the players and the staff that all drove in when 90% of the people were driving out. And he means New Orleans after Katrina, obviously. Um, So he really, really changed a lot there. But ultimately, he's going to leave a legacy of a franchise that is better for him having been there. So now the big question is, what's next for Sean Payton? Uh, he, he hasn't ruled out a return to coaching, potentially just for 2022. So what do you think comes next? Do you think he returns to coaching? Do you think TV is, is in his future? Seems like maybe some tailgating might be in his future. What he, Clue us in. What's coming next for him? Well, if he's going to do TV, he's going to learn. He's going to have to learn how to cut down the story time a little bit. Uh, we usually don't get 90 minute Sean press conferences. So uh, this is a TV audition. Might need to trim that. I could see him doing TV. He said he would love to do it. Um, he said he wants to travel, spend more time with his kids and get in better shape. But let's be real. We all say that whenever we have a week or so of free time. And then how often does that really happen? So ultimately, I think we see him coach again. It's so rare that coaches leave the game and don't coach again. I mean, look at big Bill Cowher. He was linked to every coaching job in the world for years because no one could believe that a coach didn't want to coach. Uh, so it's, it's in his blood. Now, he did say coaching is what I do, not who I am. But I don't know. The type of person he is, I don't know where it'll be. I know everyone wants to link him and Dallas together. Who knows if the timing will be right or if he goes to Dallas 
because I think some fans in New Orleans would have something to say about that. But um, ultimately, in the next five years, I, I think he's back in the NFL. Yeah, if he did end up taking another coaching job next year, I think the Saints would have to be compensated in some way, yeah. similarly to when, when Bruce Arians took the job in Tampa, the, uh, the Cardinals got some compensation. I will say it's going to be a miserable year to be Mike McCarthy in Dallas <laughs> with, I mean, with this yeah. like looming over him uh, all year long. He's Every already loss. being linked to Dallas today. I was yeah. I was on Twitter during the press conference, and it was already people saying, "Well, Sean Payton can go to Dallas." I mean, that's that's going to be a a long year for Mike, just like you said, uh, because Payton laughed. He was he basically was trying to say, "I can't help it what other people say," but I'm not, I don't plan to coach in 2022. But then he said, he said, uh, "It seems like 10 years have gone by, and I've been linked to that team." You know he was talking about the Cowboys. I mean, he didn't say them by name, but he said that team, and I, I can read between the lines. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a long year for McCarthy and also a long year for anyone who has to follow in Peyton's footsteps. I mean, just look at trying to follow Drew Brees. Now you're trying to follow Peyton without Drew Brees, and it's going to be tough, but um, it'll be interesting to see if they just go with Dennis Allen or – after doing some interviews or if they really do try to bring in someone totally new, I don't know. I can see the saints just wanting to kind of keep the good thing they have going and, and retain the staff, but you know, who knows? Yeah. They will have to um, fulfill the Rooney rule requirements. So right. even if Dennis Allen is kind of the guy that everybody in the building wants, they can't just go ahead and hire him right now. They'll actually have to go through a, a real hiring process and, it's probably worth, I mean, at this point, when you haven't had a new head coach in that long, you know, bring some people in the building, see what, you know, some ideas are out there and get some other candidates. Are there any other, I know this is so fresh, but any other ideas that you have of, um, if it's not Dennis Allen, either specific names or the type of coach that you think might be good for the Saints, given where they're at right now? Well, I think I saw them already linked to Aaron Glenn. Which, that's an interesting yeah. name, right? And the, yeah, and all the chaos. I'd have to go check on that again. Um, but obviously, the obvious name is Eric Bieniemy. I mean, offensive mind. Well, I know sometimes teams want to go the opposite way of the coach they had, but that's usually when their coach was fired. So, I mean, that's the obvious name, right? It, it would. It would just. Makes well, I can't say it would make sense. I don't. I'm not in the interviews, but I think it would. He'll make sense as a candidate. Um, as for the other ones out there, I, I find it interesting that no team has yet named a head coach. And I did ask Gail Vincent today, do you feel a sense of urgency, you know, to get kind of on board and start doing these interviews, or do you feel okay about it because no one's named a head coach? And she just said, you know, they feel fine about it. And that they're going to do a thorough coaching search in and out of the building. I mean, that that's how they found Sean Payton. Uh, he came out of the building. Jim Haslett technically came out of the building, but he'd been with the Saints before. Um, so it's been 16 years. So I, I don't, I can't really tell you exactly how they're going to go about it, but it'll be fun to to watch, I guess, <laughs> if you're, you're not the one covering it. So how attractive is this job, given kind of where the state of the the Saints roster is, their salary cap situation. I know you were working on your annual, how in the heck do they manage their salary cap? Because they always do. They figure it out. There's some sort of magicians there. But how attractive is this job for um, for these candidates who may have multiple, you know, multiple suitors? 
Well, it's interesting. Again, it, I mean, this day's been chaotic, but I, you know, I've been looking at Twitter in between, especially because the press conference was so long and I was tweeting it out. And, you know, you already have a section that say the Saints job is not a good job because, it, you know, it needs to, the roster needs to be blown up or Sean left because he could see what was going to happen with the roster. And he said the roster was not why he, he left. I think that they have challenges. I think obviously they are 70 million or more over the salary cap, which is better than last year. If you want to look at the positive side, they don't have a quarterback and they have some aging defensive players. However, they have a very good core of defensive players. Their offense has its issues, but if you can get Michael Thomas back on board and back to his peak form, then you've got a star wide receiver and you do need help there. Obviously, if anyone had to endure watching the Saints offense, they know that. But no, I don't see it as an unattractive. You've got a, they have a great owner. Um, obviously, there's a lot of continuity there. Mickey Loomis has been there forever. Same with Gail Benson. Same with uh, Saints president, Dennis Lausha. So I do think there's a lot of reasons why you would take that job. You have an owner that's willing to spend money, um, first of all, and is not you know heavy handing or heavy handed in what she does. You know, everyone wants to link. Peyton to Jerry Jones, but the question is always, could Peyton get along with an owner like Jerry Jones if he was the head coach? I, I don't know, but that's a completely different situation than Gail Benson, who kind of just lets the team run itself. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think it's an attractive job. I think it should be. I don't think their problems are as insurmountable as people think. All right. Before we let you go, what's your one like lasting memory of covering Sean Payton. I know you got a million stories when you can share publicly on a podcast, but you know, when you, when you think back to all the years that you've covered him, what's, what's kind of the one thing that stands out? Oh man. Um, I could probably share the, the story about our, my first year on the beat, right? I've told you this story. Let's go. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So my first year on the beat, I was instructed by my editor to always ask the injury questions. And um, maybe I haven't shared this story publicly. Anyway, Peyton hates injury questions. Everyone in the world knows that. So I'm this 23-year-old up there at the press conference, first year back. I'm always asking the injury questions. So immediately, he just decides, I, I don't know who this person is, and I actually don't like them, like, at all. So the whole first year... I, I, there was one day I really irritated him with an injury question and you could tell he was mad. And I went up there to, you know, kind of say, Hey, I'm still going to show up at the press conferences. He answered everybody's questions in a normal manner, except me and one other person he was mad at today. And you could tell on the transcript, every question was normal except two. And they were two word answers. And I, I kind of laughed. It took, it took a while for us to, yeah to kind of get on level ground. But the way I way we did was I went to the combine, um, stood outside a door for several hours where I knew he was, pretended to run into him, and then we talked talked it out. You know, I said, I'm not a pain in your butt. And he said, you know, I really respect the media. And from then on, we were we were good. We had our ups and downs over the years, but, you know, we were good. And I, I loved it when Sean would be in a good mood. He'd get on the the phone call or at the podium or whatever and you know tell stories like he did today we never got 90 minutes with sean but you know the sean you see at the podium the sean you'd see like in a restaurant just totally different people you know one time we walked into a restaurant we saw sean and his wife skylene we talked for a little bit just talking about stories about the team we left 
Peyton had paid for the meals of, of everyone there very quietly. You know, it's just, it's, it's a, you know, this Lindsay, it's a give and take when you're on the beat with, with someone for that many years and you know, you're going to annoy them and they're going to be tired of seeing your face. But at the end of the day, for the most part, you always respect each other. And so um, I've, I've loved being able to cover this team for so long and just watching kind of Peyton and, and, uh, Breeze's brilliance over the years because when they were together and they were clicking you always felt like something spectacular uh could happen offensively and that was always fun to write about yeah it's it's just unfortunate I never got another title together it's Um, crazy that that 2011 team didn't go to the Super Bowl it to this day it astounds me that team I didn't cover that team that was a year before I started covering the NFL and um that team was just incredible Incredible. Yeah. Probably one of the most talented teams to not get to a Super Bowl. Well, there's some good lessons in beat writing in there. Um, we welcome Sean Payton. <laughs> he is welcome to come to our Pro Football Writers of America meeting as we fight to get back in the locker room. He was um, an unlikely ally <laughs> in our access fight, but we we welcome him on. And so, Catherine, thank you so much for joining me here today on pretty short notice. It's been a wild day in New Orleans. We look forward to reading all your coverage um, coming later Tuesday night on The Athletic. On Wednesday, Dane Brugler and Lance Zerline are back to talk about the Senior Bowl with Jim Nagy, and Robert Mays will join them to talk about the 2021 rookie class. And then on Thursday, I'll be back with Robert for our midweek news show of the Athletic Football Show. Hopefully we'll have some head coaching hires to discuss. So until then, this is Lindsay Jones from the Athletic Football Show. This was the Athletic Football Show.